Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Good morning. I'm Deb Valentine, and here is your Top 5 at 5. This this is the Top 5 at 5. Well, we have controversy swirling already around Manhattan's new district attorney. This has pleas for bail reform go unanswered. The DA introducing already some lax progressive policies, which actually downgrade sentences. I'll tell you about an about face from President Joe Biden. You will hear him right here on 77 WABC walking back his advice Tuesday. First about Googling it. If you're looking for one of those rapid at-home COVID tests, he then walks that back. Meanwhile, POTUS is facing a Republican threat of impeachment over immigration policies. We'll tell you just who made that promise. Uh, More news about disgraced ex-governor Cuomo. He is off the hook once again. The Albany DA dropping an ex-AIDS complaint that Cuomo allegedly inappropriately touched her breast and butt. Well, there are more Biden air ghost flights. Photos show the Biden administration flying even more illegal immigrants around the country in the dead of night. The latest incidents Christmas Day have prompted calls for a federal investigation. Well, could we see even more rampant crime here in New York City? A controversial progressive moves by Manhattan's new D.A. already as calls for bail reform up in Albany go unanswered. Alvin Bragg, the new D.A., he has ordered his prosecutors to stop seeking prison sentences for some criminals. Bragg also asking to downgrade felony charges in cases, including armed robberies and drug dealing. Former Governor George Pataki weighing in on Cats at Night. And think of being a cop. Can, what can you arrest someone? You see them blatantly committing a crime in front Who's of you. Who's going to want to be you a don't cop? Know, yeah, you don't know if you can arrest them. If you do and you're wrong, you're going to be held personally liable. And if you are right, they're going to be released two hours later anyway. Yeah, so former Governor Pataki on Cats at Night right here on 77 WABC. Now, in a memo to his staff, Bragg said his office will not seek a carceral. That stands for prison or jail sentence, except with things like homicides in a handful of other cases. Now, those handful of other cases, Bragg said, include domestic violence, felonies, some sex crimes and public corruption. Well, President Joe Biden Tuesday first advised Americans, well, just Google it if you want to find one of those at-home test kits for COVID. And then he walked back his statement. Moments later, Biden told Americans that state and local governments and health care providers are passing out free at-home tests that you can pick up. No details on that from Biden, though. He then just ignored questions from the press. Thank you. Now I'm going to get this briefing started. Thank you very much. So, Mr. 
And so if you are looking for one of those at-home tests, you'll find retailers have sold out of test kits at some locations. White House reportedly rejected an expert plan. Now, this was back in October to mass distribute at-home rapid tests ahead of a post-holiday surge in COVID. And threats of presidential impeachment against President Joe Biden. It's from Texas Senator Ted Cruz, the Republican out of Texas, of course. He says the GOP will impeach POTUS over his refusal to enforce the border and defy immigration laws. The caveat, though, if the GOP wins back the House in the 2022 midterms. I said at the time, when we have a Democratic president and a Republican House, you can expect an impeachment proceeding. That's not how impeachment is meant to work. But but I think the Democrats crossed that line. And the Texas senator also accused Dems of wielding impeachment as a weapon against former President Trump. They used it for partisan purposes to go after Trump because they disagreed with him. And one of the real disadvantages of doing that, and and this is something you and I talked about at great length, is the more you weaponize it and turn it into a a partisan cudgel, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. All right, sorry to step on you there, Senator Cruz. Meanwhile, as you know, House Dems voted to impeach Trump twice but failed. All right, moving on now to New York's disgraced governor, Andrew Cuomo. He is off the hook once again. We told you about this earlier this week on the 77 WABC Early News. The Albany County District Attorney now set to drop a forcible touching complaint against Cuomo. Now, you'll remember that complaint was made by his first executive assistant number one, Brittany Comissio. She alleged that Cuomo inappropriately touched her on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2019, as they worked on a speech at the governor's mansion in Albany. While I was upstairs in the office, the governor said, why don't we take a selfie with my phone? I then felt while taking the selfie, his hand go down my back onto my butt and he started rubbing it. Not sliding it, not, you know, quickly brushing over it, rubbing my butt. She told that to CBS this morning. Now, the Albany GA's office says Comissio's complaint was considered potentially defective. Sounds like one of these she said, he said cases. Now, this comes after the Manhattan DA announced they are not filing any charges against Cuomo in that nursing home scandal. Cuomo, though, is still facing a federal and state probe over claims his COVID measures were to blame for 15,500 nursing home deaths in early 2020 during the pandemic. Well, there are more allegations against the Biden administration of flying illegal immigrants in the dark and night to locations all around the country. The latest incidents in Pennsylvania where gubernatorial candidate Lou Barletta is sharing photos of secret Biden administration flights. They weren't told about this. Five of them landing at Scranton and Allentown, Allentown airports Christmas Day, Barletta told WFMZ. Why at night? Why the secrecy? You know, to pick Christmas night, New Year's night, and no one knows where they're going. Shouldn't those communities know? All right. So Pennsylvania officials now calling for a big investigation from the feds. 77 WABC News Time 507. Let's get a check on traffic with Susie Cerrone. Morning, Susie. Good morning. Starting off with an accident on the LIE Westbound at the BQE. Just one lane is getting by. Alternate side of the street. Parking rules are in effect. There's road work on the Van Wyck northbound through Linden Boulevard. Just the right lane's getting by. 
five minutes at the George Lincoln or Holland heading into the city. Accident on the Garden State Parkway northbound by exit 157 has the right lane blocked. No problems on the New York State Thruway. Delays in Connecticut on the Merritt southbound Westport to Norwalk with overnight road work. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Susie. And your forecast, we've got it from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We may see a little bit of freezing rain until about 9 this morning. Then rain is likely midday. We have about a 60% chance of precipitation midday. Then cloudy. Today's high is 43. 30% chance of rain into early evening. Cloudy skies. Gradual clearing overnight, though. Partly cloudy skies, low around 33. Right now, your temperature in the low 30s. Not as cold as it was, though, yesterday. Well, yes, COVID cases are soaring, but there is a glimmer of hope here. Cases around the country exceeded the 1 million mark on Monday, and that is the highest level since the start of the viral pandemic. Now, despite that, the good news is that hospitalizations and deaths have remained relatively steady with just under 1,700 new deaths reported Monday. Now, evidence is continuing to mount that the Omicron variant is a milder strain with less risk of severe illness. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy said on Tuesday that the CDC will issue a clarification on new quarantine rules. Guidance on shortening uh, the isolation period was one that uh, the CDC issued last week. Uh, They have certainly received uh, feedback and questions about the role of testing in shortening that quarantine period. And they're actually working right now on issuing a clarification on that. I would expect that any day now. And you'll remember the CDC, of course, last week shortened the recommended isolation time from 10 to 5 days for asymptomatic individuals. Well, this might not surprise you. A record number of folks are quitting their jobs. The U.S. Labor Department said Tuesday that a record 4.5 million people quit their jobs during the month of November alone. But U.S. employers also added 10.6 million jobs and hired about 6.7 million people during that month, too. So they say that a large number of those quitting were in the low-wage hotel and restaurant industries as job seekers are being courted for higher paying jobs. Well, Omicron and staffing shortages are forcing more than 3,200 school closings all across the United States, but not here in New York, where New York City's new mayor, of course, Eric Adams, says he wants public schools open. So these uh, districts cite around the country COVID-19 concerns as well as related staffing shortages with people out after testing positive. And, of course, the flu impacts this, too. Former CDC director Dr. Dr. Robert Redfield weighed in on Fox News. I've always said the public health interest of K-12s was to go to face-to-face learning. It was never in their public health interest to go to virtual learning. And I think we've seen a lot of the negative consequences And so I really think we have to be vigilant about keeping these schools open and giving these kids the opportunity uh, to get the education that they need. All right. So uh, President Biden's American Rescue Plan COVID-19 relief package allocated some $122 billion towards helping out K through 12 public schools deal with the pandemic. And despite that, due to the uh, massive increase in funding, teachers union members remain concerned about a lack of COVID-19 tests and personal protective gear, as well as outdated ventilation systems. So where is all this money going? All right, big announcement from former President Donald Trump. He has canceled his planned January 6th speech, his Mar-a-Lago press conference. Of course, it would have marked the one-year anniversary of the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. 
Now, in a statement, Trump said he would be discussing those topics instead at his January 15th rally. Now, that's planned for Arizona. So that's on January 15th. Trump blamed the total bias and dishonesty of the January 6th unselect committee of Dems, two failed Republicans and the fake news media. So but no cancellations on planned speeches tomorrow, of course, January 6th by either President Joe Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris. They are both scheduled to deliver remarks at the U.S. Capitol tomorrow. Well, we have even more sinking proof, sinking ratings, uh, for which tell you about the unpopularity of our President Joe Biden. There's a new USA Today Suffolk University poll out now. It shows President Biden ending 2021 with only a 40 percent approval rating. Fifty four percent of people polled disapproved of POTUS. And, of course, these new uh, low showings come as the Omicron variant surges. President Biden admits the U.S. has to do a better job battling the viral pandemic. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. All right. And as for Vice President Kamala Harris, she did even worse than POTUS, ending 2021 in this new poll with only a 32 percent approval rating. Harris's rating, though, is actually an increase from her low numbers of 28 percent back in November. And yet another Biden gaffe while attempting to reassure Americans yesterday that there was reason to be optimistic about 2022. President Biden announced the wrong year, 2020. We have the medicines coming along that can save so many lives and dramatically reduce the impact that COVID has had on our country. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. (laughs) So Biden, as you know, is 79 years old. He is actually America's oldest ever president. And uh, his political foes often claim he is going senile. Former President Donald Trump accused Biden of being mentally shot during the 2020 campaign. Well, speaking of presidential campaigns, there is a shocking new report out about alleged Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Bloomberg reporting that Russian intelligence believes that Vladislav Klyushin had access to documents related to Moscow's campaign to hack the DNC servers back in 2016. Of course, DNC, the Democratic National Committee. Now, Moscow reportedly wanted to leak information to the media intended to damage Hillary Clinton's chances to win the presidency. Now, these documents would show that the cyber attack was actually directed by Russian military intelligence. Now, Christopher Krebs, who's the former head of the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security uh, Agency, rather, told CNN that Klyushin's arrest represents a potential goldmine for U.S. intelligence. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about that coming up. All right, Deb Valentine in with your 77 WABC Early News. Glad you're with us. 77 WABC News, time 515 on the dot. And that means it is time for a look at sports with Justin Ellick. Thanks, Deb. I appreciate it. Happy, what is it, Wednesday already? How about that? Hump day already. All right, good news. Good news for us. I am Justin Ellick here with your Early News Sports Update. Uh, just put some basketball and hockey last night. The Knicks were back in action uh, at Madison Square Garden with a date against the Indiana pa- uh, Pacers. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle proved too much for the struggling Pacers as the Orange and Blue cruised to a 104-94 win. The Knicks, trying to scratch and claw their way back to 500, got one step closer to that mark last night and now sit at 18-20 and overall. 
They'll catch a breather tonight and welcome the Boston Celtics to town on Thursday. No basketball in Brooklyn last night as the Nets were off. They'll be next in line today to take a whack at the aforementioned Pacers as they're set to tip off in Indiana tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Devils continue to plummet in the Metropolitan Division as they surrendered another loss in Boston last night to the Bruins. Knotted at three late into the third period, Bruins winger David Pasternak buried this game-winning goal. Ball's shot bounces off to the corner. Pasternak right in front. He scores! David Pasternak puts the Bruins ahead. Travel day for the Devils today as they'll head back to New Jersey for their matchup with the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Your first place New York Rangers are off until tomorrow night when they'll be in Vegas to face the Golden Knights. That game is set for a 10 p.m. Eastern Time start. That's your early news sports update, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, and Justin will be back with another sports update coming up at 545. And now your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Well, pretty much a mixed bag of weather today. We have some freezing rain likely. Now, that's before 9 this morning. Then rain is likely midday, pretty much between 10 and 1 o'clock. Then cloudy skies, a high near 43. We get another 30% chance of rain before 7 p.m. Cloudy, then gradual clearing overnight. So that's good news. Partly cloudy skies, a low down around 33 overnight. Right now, temperature down into the low 30s. So bundle up. All right. What's going on in the business world, Frank Diaz? I forgot to turn my mic on. Oh, that always helps. Yeah, that would help. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's a couple of interesting oh, oh, things going on. Oh, the beauty of live TV and uh, live, radio, and live right? Exactly, right. you know. <laughs> All right, well, stock futures are slightly lower this morning uh, after the Dow notched a record close yesterday as investors flocked to shares that stand to benefit from an economic recovery. Futures on the Dow dipped 52 points. The S&P 500 slipped about 0.17%, and the NASDAQ 100 futures edged about 0.37% lower. On Tuesday, while the Dow climbed 200 points to a new high, the tech-focused NASDAQ suffered a sell-off. Down 1.3% amid a rapid rise in Treasury yields. The closely watched benchmark 10-year Treasury yield was as high as 1.71% Tuesday, triggering a selling growth-oriented technology stocks. Well, maybe you want to uh, buy foreign cars this year. Toyota's dethroned GM as America's top automaker in 2021, marking the first time since 1931, that the Detroit automaker wasn't the best-selling car company in the United States. It also marks the first time a non-domestic automaker has taken a top spot in America. Toyota was able to manage supply chain issues better, allowing it to take GM's throne for the first time in 90 years. An ongoing shortage of semiconductor chips caused sporadic shutdowns of plants and led to record-low vehicle inventories in 2021. GM said Tuesday that it sold 2.2 million vehicles in the United States last year, down about almost 13% compared to the year earlier. Toyota, by comparison, said it sold 2.3 million vehicles in the United States, up just over 10% compared to 2020. The difference in sales between the two automakers was just over 114,000 cars. Well, if you're a Little Caesars fan, expect to start paying more for it. I definitely am not. It is probably some of the worst pizza I've ever had. But, you know, if it's there and it's cheap, you know, you go for it usually. A new report says pizza chain Little Caesars is bumping the price of its famous hot and ready pizza above $5 for the first time in 25 years. The price of the promotional pie, which was first introduced in 1997 through advertising boards, is increasing up 11% 
to $5.55. Uh, from its long-standing $5 price point, the new and improved version of the Hot and Ready Pizza will now come with 33% more pepperoni. I also don't like pepperoni that much, so I'm not really going to go for it. Little Caesar CEO Dave Scrivano said the increased price is meant to balance rising labor and commodities costs as the price of pepperoni soared by more than 50% over the pandemic. All right, Frank. Well, I can I can remember driving out to get a piece and it was like a buck ninety nine. So talk about driving. We're a little bit late for traffic, so let's get to Susie Cerrone for your update. Hey, Deb, good morning. A big problem in Queens, an accident on the LIE Westman at Maurice Avenue. Now one lane is getting by. That's the left lane. May want to stick with the service road or the Grand Central westbound. Alternate side in effect five minutes at the Hudson River crossings. Basically in New Jersey, 45 please along the turnpike and the parkway. They're doing salting and sanding and a bad accident on the parkway north. And at 157, just one lane gets by. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, News Time 520. Well, Brittany Comissio is reacting to the Albany County DA's decision to drop her inappropriate touching allegation against former New York Governor Cuomo, of course, forced to resign after the state attorney general found that he uh, actually did sexually harass 11 women. So Comissio alleged the disgraced ex-governor inappropriately touched her butt and breast at the executive mansion up in Albany, New York, December 31st, 2019, as they were working on a speech. So here's what she said, quote, I don't think that it's teaching anyone anything, she added, unquote. It's not showing or proving a good message. So here's what Comissio told CBS this morning about her allegation. That's when he put his hand up my blouse and cupped my breast over my bra. I exactly remember looking down seeing his hand, which is a large hand, thinking to myself, oh my God, this is happening. It happened so quick. So Cuomo was scheduled to be arraigned this Friday afternoon. Uh, The uh, DA up in Albany called the complaint potentially defective. Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is insisting there's no battle brewing with the head of the city's teachers union. It's all over the mayor's decision to keep public schools open amid the COVID-19 wave. I've stated over and over again, interview after interview, Michael Mogru and I have been coordinating to allow a safe space for our children. Because we have a difference of opinion on one issue, we cannot feed into hysteria. So UFT President Michael Mulgrew warned that in-person learning may soon not be feasible because many teachers are out sick with COVID. So you might remember a group of 11 city school teachers Thursday asked a Manhattan judge to force remote classes again for the public school system for two weeks amid the surge in COVID cases due to Omicron mostly. Now, also, New York City's new mayor, Eric Adams, pleading with businesses to get their workers back into the office. We have to open up, says Adams. He appeared on CNN. If we don't open our cities, we have almost almost a million people who are behind in their rents right here in this city. We have low-skilled employees who can't do uh, remote uh employment from home or telecommuting. That's not a reality in a city like New York and across America. Now, Adams also made the case that society must adapt to the new normal created by COVID-19. But of course, part of that new normal also involves people who have learned to work from home, which many companies also do say is actually more productive. 
a major, major gang takedown announced. 17 alleged gang members, many teens, face a 118-count indictment in connection with a slew of shootings and killings. This announced by the Brooklyn DA's office yesterday. The DA says defendants are accused of hunting down rival gang members and also committing a series of armed assaults. Four people were killed, 10 hurt in the process. The investigation revealed that himself... Another defendant, George Richler, and at least two others drove to East New York, where this party was going to take place, and fired several shots near the party, um, striking an innocent bystander. So prosecutors say these alleged killers are members of the YPF gang. Now, that's an alliance of three street gangs in Brooklyn that actually banded together to wage war against rivals. These defendants range in age from 17 to 23, and they are now facing a slew of charges, including murder, conspiracy to commit murder and attempted murder. A new video captured actually shows the moment that Two men attacked a worker at a Burger King in Brooklyn. It was all over a delay in their food order. Now, officials say these suspects are said to have complained that their food was taking too long at the Burger Chain's Linden Boulevard a Boulevard outlet. Now, that's in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn. Now, what this footage shows is one actually jumped over the counter to attack a Burger King worker. Can you believe this second shown punching the worker in the head across the counter? Now, police say they are still looking for these two suspects whose faces were obscured by hoodies and masks in that footage. Well, COVID-19 has tackled yet another late night TV host. This time it's late night host Seth Myers. Myers has tested positive for COVID-19. So what that means is that the late night show is canceled for the rest of this week. Myers is vaccinated and Myers says he has also been boosted against COVID. He says he feels fine. Myers is expected to be uh, back on a show on Monday. Now, this comes a day after his NBC late night colleague, Jimmy Fallon, revealed that he also tested positive for COVID. That was at the end of uh, December as he was gearing up to appear on Saturday Night Live. Well, Ghislaine Maxwell in the news again. Of course, she is the jailed, convicted sex offender awaiting sentencing, the former British socialite. She is reportedly uh, actually partied with celebs at a Vanity Fair Oscar party. Now, this was years after the magazine actually killed an expose detailing her role in aiding pedophile, her ex, Jeffrey Epstein's sex abuse of girls. Of course, the two were a couple, the party in West Hollywood back in March 2014. Maxwell was shown in a photo posing beside the world's richest man, Elon Musk, who later insisted that she photobombed him. Now, Maxwell, you'll remember, was found guilty on five out of six sex trafficking-related charges in Brooklyn Federal Court. The British socialite faces up to 65 years in prison if she actually receives the maximum sentence in the case. No sentencing date has actually been set yet. 77 WABC Time Check, 527. And that's time for a look at traffic with Susie Cerrone. Hey, Deb, good news in Queens. That accident cleared off the LIE Westman at the BQE. It's still slow for Maurice Avenue, but the accident is gone. Alternate side in effect five minutes at the Hudson River crossings. With the weather headed our way, it's basically 45 fleas on the Garden State Parkway. 
the turnpike as well. An accident on the parkway north, but at 157, just one lane gets by thanks to my daughter calling it a bridge hit on the hutch north and at Wilmot Road. Just the left lane gets by. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Susie. Susie doesn't sound like she's old enough to have a daughter, but I know I've talked to her and she actually does have a daughter in her 20s, which I couldn't believe. All right. And checking your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mixed bag here. Some freezing rain likely before 9 a.m., then rain likely midday. Then you'll have a cloudy afternoon. Our high is near 43. We may see a little bit more rain into early evening, just a 30 percent chance, though, before 7 p.m. Cloudy skies during the evening. It gradually clears overnight, turning partly cloudy with a low of 33 overnight. Right now, temperature in the low 30s. Well, you've heard the old saying, money goes to money, right? Well, here is further proof. The world's richest man, we were just mentioning him, Elon Musk of Tesla and SpaceX fame, began the new year even richer. Musk added $32.6 billion to his net worth, and that brings his total fortune to just over $304 billion. So in second place and $103.6 billion behind Musk is Bernard Arnault. He's the CEO of the French fashion empire LVMH. Meanwhile, if you're wondering where Amazon founder and former CEO Jeff Bezos sits in all of this, he is in third place. On Sunday, Tesla announced that it had, meanwhile, delivered more than 936,000 electric vehicles in 2021, surpassing projections by analysts. So that, of course, is adding to Elon Musk's fortune as everybody looks for used gas-operated vehicles, which are now, of course, so pricey. All right, 529, Deb Valentine in with the early news. We've got more news for you, sports, business, weather, and traffic after the break. It's the top five at 530. Controversy already swirling around Manhattan's new DA as pleas for bail reform go unanswered. Up in Albany, the DA is introducing some lax progressive policies, downgrading sentences. Well, Joe Biden doesn't about face. You'll hear him walking back his advice Tuesday about Googling it if you're looking for a rapid at-home COVID test. And POTUS faces a Republican threat of impeachment over immigration policies. We'll tell you just who made that promise. And disgraced ex-New York Governor Cuomo, he is off the hook again. The Albany DA dropping an ex-AIDS complaint that Cuomo allegedly inappropriately touched her breast and butt. More Biden air ghost flights. Photos show the Biden administration flying even more illegal immigrants around the country in the dead of night. These latest incidents, Christmas Day, have prompted calls for a federal investigation. All right, well, could we see even more rampant crime here in New York City? Controversial progressive moves by Manhattan's new district attorney as calls for bail reform go unanswered. Here's what's happening. Alvin Bragg has ordered his prosecutors to stop seeking prison sentences for some criminals. Bragg is also asking to downgrade felony charges in cases, including things like armed robberies and drug dealing. Former Governor George Pataki weighing in on this on Cats at Night. And think of being a cop. 
can what can you arrest someone? You see them blatantly committing a crime in front Who's of you. Who's going to want to be don't a cop? Know, yeah, you don't know if you can arrest them. If you do and you're wrong, you're going to be held personally liable. And if you are right, they're going to be released two hours later anyway. All right. So uh, Bragg actually issued a memo to his staff. That happened Monday. Here's what it says. It says his office will not seek a carceral. Now, carceral is prison or jail sentences, except with homicides and a handful of other cases. The handful of cases include domestic violence, felonies, some sex crimes and public corruption. President Joe Biden Tuesday first advised Americans, just Google it if you want to find one of those at-home rare test COVID kits. Uh, They're pretty much off the shelves right now. Then he walked back his statement. Now, moments later, Biden then told Americans that state and local governments and healthcare providers are passing out free at-home tests that you can pick up. So did he forget about that or what? Of course, the Biden administration had announced that about a week ago. And uh, Biden was asked about this. No further details from him. And he actually ignored questions from the press about it. Thank you. Now I'm going to get this briefing started. Thank you very much. And if you have been looking for one of those uh, at-home test kits, you'll find that a lot of retailers, of course, have sold out at some locations and... uh, Possibly adding to this problem, the White House reportedly rejected an expert's plan. Now, this was back in October to mass distribute at home rapid tests ahead of an expected post-holiday surge we're seeing now in COVID-19 cases. Well, there are some threats of presidential impeachment against President Biden from Texas Senator Ted Cruz. He says Republicans will impeach POTUS over his refusal to enforce the border and defy immigration laws. Now, the caveat, though, if the GOP wins back the House in the 2022 midterm elections. I said at the time, when we have a Democratic president and a Republican House, you can expect an impeachment proceeding. That's not how impeachment is meant to work. But but I think the Democrats crossed that line. And Cruz actually put Republicans' odds of winning back the House at the end of this year at 90 percent or even higher than that. And uh, the Texas senator also accusing Dems of wielding impeachment as a weapon against former President Trump. They used it for partisan purposes to go after Trump because they disagreed with him. And one of the real disadvantages of doing that, and, and this is something you and I talked about at great length, is the more you weaponize it and turn it into a, a partisan cudgel, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. All right. And House Democrats, of course, voted to impeach Trump twice, but failed. All right. As we told you earlier during the 77 WABC early news, disgraced New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. He is off the hook once again. The Albany County DA said to drop a forcible touching complaint against Cuomo. The complaint made by executive assistant number one, Brittany Comisio. She alleged Cuomo inappropriately touched her on New Year's Eve, December 31, 2019. Well, the two worked on a speech at the governor's mansion. While I was upstairs in the office, the governor said, why don't we take a selfie with my phone? I then felt while taking the selfie, his hand go down my back onto my butt and he started rubbing it, not sliding it, not, you know, quickly brushing over it, rubbing 
my butt. She made that comment to the CBS This Morning program, and the DA says her complaint was considered potentially defective. Time check, 537, and that means it's time for a check with Susie Cerrone with a look at the roads and the rails. Hey there, Deb. There's an accident on the BQE northbound north of Atlantic Avenue blocking a lane. Alternate side in effect five minutes at the Hudson River crossings. Crash in Newark on 1 in 9 north and at Wilson Avenue blocking the left lane. Crash on the Parkway north and at 127 in the right lane. An accident on the Parkway north and at 157 is gone. Still have a bridge hit Hutch north and at Wilmot Road. Just the left lane is getting by. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, we might see some freezing rain before 9 this morning, then rain midday, cloudy afternoon, the high near 43, maybe a little bit more rain before early evening, cloudy through the evening, then gradual clearing overnight, turning partly cloudy, the low overnight is 33. More uh, allegations against the Biden administration of flying illegal immigrants in the dark at night to locations around the country. We're going to tell you about this one right before we get to uh, additional stories in our next segment. Pennsylvania gubernatorial candidate Lou Barletta is sharing photos now of secret Biden administration flights. Now, five of them landed at Scranton and Allentown airports on Christmas Day. Of course, when everybody was busy celebrating, Barletta told WFMZ. Cut 15 here. And as we take a look at why that. at night, why the secrecy, you know, to pick Christmas night, New Year's night, and no one knows where they're going. Shouldn't those communities know? All right. Now, also, Pennsylvania Representative Dan Muser has already asked the DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Acting ICE Director Tay Johnson for answers. They are looking for an investigation. Well, the National Chicken Council, yes, we have a National Chicken Council, is tearing into President Biden. President Biden, you might remember, we told you about it, announced a billion dollar to billion dollars to develop and promote independent meat processing earlier this week. Now, that's designed to try and spur competition and possibly drive down food prices. So now the North American meat market said the president's tired approach would do little to tackle inflation as Biden fails to acknowledge staffing shortages. The big companies are making massive profits. While their profits go up, the prices you see at the grocery stores go up commensurate. The prices farmers receive for the products they are bringing to market go down. This reflects the market being distorted by lack of competition. All right. But Biden not uh, not acknowledging the staffing shortages throughout the U.S. A billion dollars is from the American Rescue Fund package. All right. There is some good news for Republicans. Another congressional Democrat is calling it quits. It's Illinois Democrat Bobby Rush, now the 24th House Dem, who will not run in this year's midterm elections. 24 Democrats now not running in the midterms. He's done at the end of his 15th term in Congress. He's 75 years old. And uh, what Bobby Rush said was that he decided to retire after a conversation with his grandson. And, of course, Dems can only afford to lose three seats in the 2022 midterm elections to maintain their majority in the lower chamber. Of course, Nancy Pelosi is not going to run after the end of her term in 2023. 
Well, uh, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says negotiations with President Biden over his Build Back Better agenda have stalled. His planned no vote that we've told you about, of course, is holding up Biden's massive Build Back Better package. Manchin is insisting that there needs to be a work requirement for child tax credits. Now, also, he won't support removing the filibuster to pass voting rights. I'm really not going to talk about Build Back Better anymore because I think I've been very clear on that. There is no negotiations going on at this time. All right. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, of course, the Dem from New York, says the U.S. Senate will vote on changing filibuster rules if there is no action on voting rights. Now, the rules change if it is passed would allow Democrats to pass through voting rights changes on only a simple majority. A federal judge has blocked the U.S. Defense Department for actually firing 35 Navy sailors. It is all over requirements for COVID-19 vaccinations. So these sailors refuse to get their COVID-19 vaccines for religious reasons. Judge Reed O'Connor involved in this decision filed a preliminary injunction against the DOD, Department of Defense, on Monday. Now, these 35 Navy officers sued the department, arguing the vaccines clash with their religious beliefs. It's because they were developed using fetal cell lines. Now, Judge O'Connor said there is no COVID-19 exception to the First Amendment. He also criticized the Navy's religious exemption process as theater. And uh, you might remember the Navy has already fired one commander, while the Marines have fired 103 members for not getting their COVID-19 vaccines. Well, Virginia officials are facing calls for a big investigation after hundreds of drivers. You may have seen all of the pictures and the video, including a U.S. senator, all got stranded overnight in those freezing cold temperatures on a Virginia highway. Many stuck for over 24 hours as a severe snowstorm battered the region Monday. So why was more not done? Virginia's governor is Ralph Northam. And on Tuesday, he called the circumstances leading to this whole absolute mess the perfect storm. You know, that's a major uh, interstate and people need to get from point A to B. And um, and so people were trying to get through. And again, uh, after midnight, uh, the, the roads froze and, and what was a, a lot of snow and water turned into an ice sheet. And and we have the situation we have right now. And U.S. Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia was one of those people stuck on I-95 for almost 27 hours. And uh, there were six tractor trailers that were involved in an accident. And it just became absolutely impossible to move them as all the uh, snow and ice accumulated, too. A member of George Floyd's family shot. Houston police say that George Floyd's four-year-old niece, Ariana, was shot while she slept in her bed on Saturday. A gunman, they don't know who it was, opened fire on the Floyd home. Police say the girl was actually shot in the torso. Now, she's in stable condition following emergency surgery. The child among one of uh, several people inside that house at the time. There were four adults home and two kids who were in that Houston apartment when these shots rang out. And cops say that a motive is unclear. This whole thing's still under investigation, but so far there have not been any arrests in this. WABC time check, 5.45 on the dot. And that's time once again for Justin Ellick and a look at sports. Right on time, Deb. Thank you very much. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Knicks were back in action last night at Madison Square Garden with a date against the Indiana Pacers. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle proved too much for the struggling Pacers. 
as the Orange and Blue cruise to a 104-94 win. The Knicks, trying to scratch and claw their way back to 500, got one step closer to that mark last night and now sit at 18-20 and 20 overall. That's still good for 11th place in the Eastern Conference. They'll catch a breather tonight and welcome the Boston Celtics to town on Thursday. No basketball in Brooklyn last night as the Nets were off. They'll be next in line to take a whack at the aforementioned Pacers as they're set to tip off in Indiana tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Devils continue to plummet in the Metropolitan Division as they surrendered another loss in Boston last night to the Bruins. Nodded at three late into the third period. Bruins winger David Pasternak buried this game-winning goal. Ball's shot bounces off to the corner. Pasternak right in front. He scores! David Pasternak puts the Bruins ahead. Day on the road for the Devils as they'll head back to New Jersey for their matchup with the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Your first place New York Rangers are off until tomorrow night when they'll be in Vegas to face the Golden Knights. That game is set for a 10 p.m. Eastern time face-off. That's your early news sports update, and I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. So I know the NFL is winding down, and the Jets and the Giants haven't done too well this season, but uh, they're, you know, keep hope alive, right? Yesterday, I just fell onto the, I think it was Super Bowl 42 when the New York Giants, remember, they beat Tom Brady's New England Patriots, and, and the Patriots were undefeated that season, 18-0. and 0. But the Giants beat the Patriots that year in the Super Bowl by three points. Well, listen, anything can happen when you make the playoffs, but uh, neither of those teams even really had a shot. Uh, even halfway through the season, you know, all, all hope was lost. So, as the great Sid Rosenberg says, uh, if the Giants don't fire everybody, then uh, all hope might be lost. <laughs> we'll see what happens in your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. So we may see some freezing rain this morning before about 9 o'clock, then some rain midday. Cloudy skies this afternoon, our highs 43. We have a 30% chance of rain before 7 tonight. Cloudy this evening, then gradually becoming partly cloudy overnight. The lows 33. Bundle up temperatures down in the low 30s right now. And uh, we have Frank Diaz uh, coming up with your business report very, very shortly. We're going to tell you about a lot more news, including uh, the fact that we've got Brittany Comisio's reaction to the fact that the uh, Albany County DA's office is dropping an inappropriate touching charge against disgraced former New York governor. Andrew Cuomo. And uh, actually, uh, we will have that for you. We'll have business as well. Let's get to traffic right now with Susie Cerrone. Well, Deb, better news in Brooklyn. An accident quickly cleared off the northbound BQE at Atlantic Avenue. Alternate side in effect five minutes or less at the George Lincoln or Holland into the city. Busy in New Jersey. Accident in Newark, 109 North, but at Wilson Avenue, that's in the left lane. Crash on the Parkway North, but at 127 in the right lane. An accident on the Parkway North, but at 157 is gone. But please, 45 miles an hour on the Parkway. The Turnpike as well. And good news in Westchester. Bye-bye. Bridge hit. Everything is open on the Hutch North and at Wilmot Road. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Susie. And Frank, how's your business? Hello, Deb. Well, stock futures are slightly lower this morning after the Dow notched a record close yesterday because investors flocked to shares and send a benefit from the economic recovery. Futures on the Dow dipped about 52 points. S&P 500 futures slipped 0.17%, and NASDAQ 100 futures edged 0.37% lower. 
Yesterday, while the Dow climbed 200 points to a new high, the tech-focused Nasdaq Composite suffered a sell-off down 1.3% amid a rapid rise in Treasury yields. The closely-watched benchmark 10-year Treasury yield was as high as 1.71% Tuesday, triggering selling and growth-oriented technology stocks. Well, it might be time to start uh, buying a foreign instead of American, if that's what you normally do. Well, Toyota has dethroned General Motors as America's top-selling automaker last year, marking the first time in 90 years that the Detroit automaker wasn't the best-selling car company in the United States. It also marks the first time a domestic automaker hasn't taken the top spot in America. Toyota was able to manage supply chain issues better, allowing it to take away GM's throne for the first time since 1931. An ongoing shortage of semi chips caused shutdowns last year. GM says that it sold about 2.2 million vehicles last year, down a little under 13%. Toyota sold 2.3 million vehicles last year, up just over 10%. The difference in sales between the two automakers was roughly 114,000 cars. Well, if you like pizza and you like Little Caesars, I definitely don't. I think it's probably one of the worst pizzas ever. I've Expe- never tried it. Uh, it's it's that, uh, it, that and it's, it's it's good if if you need something cheap and quick, but don't get, don't get it regularly. Well, expect to start paying more for it if you're a big fan. Usually, you find them in Kmart. A new report says the pizza chain Little Caesars is bumping the price of its famous hot and ready pizza above five dollars for the first time in 25 years. The price of the promotional pie, which was first introduced in 1996 is increasing about 11% to $5.55, up from its $5 price point. The new and improved version is also supposed to have 33% more pepperoni. I'm also not the biggest pepperoni fan, so eh. Little Caesar CEO Dave Scrivano said that the increased price is meant to balance rising labor and commodities costs as the price of pepperoni has soared more than 50% over the pandemic. Well, since it's improved, maybe we should give them a fair shake. shake and, and uh, we'll see. I mean, there's still there's one in the Bronx by me, so maybe I'll have to go and, uh, and take a little saunter over there. All right, let us know. All right, we told you Brittany Comissio is reacting to the fact that the Albany County DA's office has announced their decision to drop her appro- inappropriate touching charge against former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. So what she alleged was that the disgraced ex-governor inappropriately touched her butt and her breast. This allegedly happened at the executive mansion up in Albany on December 31st, 2019, as the two were working on his State of the State address. She said, I don't think that it's teaching anyone anything. She added, it's not showing or proving a good message. And uh, earlier, here's what uh, Comissio told CBS this morning about the allegation. That's when he put his hand up my blouse and cupped my breast over my bra. I exactly remember looking down seeing his hand, which is a large hand, thinking to myself, oh my God, this is happening. It happened so quick. So Cuomo was scheduled to be arraigned Friday afternoon, so he's off the hook with that now. The DA called the complaint from Comissio potentially defective. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is absolutely insisting there is no battle brewing with the head of the city's teachers union. Now, this is all over the mayor's decision to keep New York City's public schools open amid the wave of Omicron, the COVID-19 variant. I've stated over and over again, interview after interview, Michael Mogru and I have been coordinating to allow a safe space for our children because we have a difference of opinion on one issue. We cannot feed into hysteria. 
All right, Adams there. And as you heard, he referred to UFT president, who is Michael Mulgrew. Mulgrew warning that in-person learning may soon not be feasible. It's because so many teachers are out sick with COVID-19. And meanwhile, a group of 11 New York City school teachers last Thursday asked a Manhattan judge to force remote classes for the city's public schools for some two weeks amid the surge in COVID-19 cases. And also, Adams is pleading with businesses to get their workers back into the office in the Big Apple. He says we have to open up. He appeared on CNN. If we don't open our cities, we have almost, almost a million people who are behind in their rents right here in the city. We have low-skilled employees who can't do a remote uh employment from home or telecommuting. That's not a reality in a city like New York and across America. Now, Adams also made the case that society must simply adapt to those uh, new normal, the new normal situation that's been created by COVID-19. A huge uh, gang takedown in Brooklyn, 17 alleged gang members. Now, many of these People who are under arrest and facing indictment now are teenagers. They face a 118-count indictment in connection with a slew of shootings and killings. Now, the Brooklyn DA's office announced this yesterday, and they say defendants are accused of hunting down rival gang members and committing a series of armed assaults. Four people in all killed, 10 injured in the process. Here's the DA. The investigation revealed that himself, another defendant, George Richler, and at least two others drove to East New York, where this party was going to take place, and fired several shots near the party, um, striking an innocent bystander. Now, prosecutors say these alleged killers indicted now. They're members of the YPF gang, an alliance of three street gangs in Brooklyn that banded together to wage war against rivals. Now, these defendants range in age from 17 to 23. They are facing a series of charges, including the following murder conspiracy to commit murder and attempted murder. Of course, these indictments coming along as New York City officials crack down on historic violence and crime in the city. All well, speaking of historic violence and crime, there's a new video out. It shows the moment that two men attacked a worker at a Burger King in Brooklyn. Now, this was all over a simple delay in their food order. Officials say the suspects, who are at large, are said to have complained that their food was simply taking too long. This was at the Burger King uh, on Linden Boulevard in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn. Now, this footage shows one of these uh, guys jumping over the counter to attack a Burger King worker. The second is shown punching the worker, pummeling the worker in the head across the counter. And cops say they're still looking for these two suspects whose faces were obscured by hoodies and masks. Well, if you were planning to watch Late Night, it may be reruns this week because COVID-19 has tackled yet another late night TV host. Late night host Seth Meyers has now tested positive for COVID-19. So the show nixed for the rest of the week. Meyers expected to be back on Monday, though. Meyers is vaccinated. He's also boosted and says, you know, he feels fine. He's in quarantine for now. And uh, Meyers' absence comes a day after his NBC late night colleague, who Jimmy Fallon, of course, revealed that he tested positive for COVID. That was at the end of December as he was gearing up to appear on Saturday Night Live, where, of course, Myers got his start.
Well, there is more news about uh, jailed uh, and uh, convicted sex offender Ghislaine Maxwell, the British socialite. There's a report out that she partied with celebrities at a Vanity Fair Oscar party. This was years after the magazine agreed to kill an expose detailing her role in aiding pedophile her ex, Jeffrey Epstein's sex abuse of girls. That party was in West Hollywood back in March of 2014. Now, during this, Maxwell was also shown in a photo posing beside the world's richest man, yes, Elon Musk, who later insisted that she photobombed him. You'll remember Maxwell found guilty on five out of six sex trafficking-related charges in Brooklyn Federal Court. So the British uh, socialite now facing up to 65 years in prison if she, in fact, receives the maximum sentence. No sentencing date yet set. 77 WABC time check. 557 time for a look at the roads and the rails with Susan Sarone. Deb, getting really busy out there. An accident just in on the Goffles Bridge, New Jersey. Bound alternate side is in effect five minutes at the Hudson River crossings heading into the city. An accident on the Garden State Parkway north at 117. Northbound by 127. You've got a lane out. 45 please on the parkway in the turnpike with the weather. And you also have an accident in Newark on 109 northbound near Wilson Street. I'm Susie Cerrone on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Susie. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We'll see a little bit of freezing rain this morning. It's likely before 9 a.m. Then rain midday, cloudy this afternoon. The high is 43. We have a 30 percent chance of rain before 7. A cloudy evening. Then it gradually clears overnight, becoming partly cloudy. The low 33 right now. The temperature in the low 30s. Well, we are, of course, coming up to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program. And uh, Sid's here. I see him about 15 feet away. Bernie, as he usually is down the hallway doing all of his prep work. Well, we just chatted a little bit about Elon Musk. Uh, Quickly, I want to tell you, he is the world's richest man now. Of course, Musk of Tesla and SpaceX fame. He ended 2021 as the world's richest man, adding $32.6 billion to his net worth, bringing his fortune to just over $304 billion. Behind Musk, Bernie Arnault, who is the CEO of LVMH, the French fashion empire. In third place, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Deb Valentin with the early news. Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock. Be back with us tomorrow morning for the early news. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.